Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. After reflecting and analyzing on, uh, on how that uh, played out, um, I would have done some things differently, uh, getting an opportunity to do, think about it uh, through the night and do some, doing some analyzing. I didn't do the th- that needed to be done to put our guys in the best position uh, to win the game. There are lots of in a football game that uh, can affect the outcome, and uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't do my best to help us win yesterday. You know, I didn't do my best to help us win yesterday. What's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast. My name is Rock, and I'm writing solo this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Q and Hoop, who are normally here with me doing the show, are on holiday vacation, I'm assuming, Turkey Day, doing the family thing. So I hope you guys are having a good time, enjoying some well-deserved rest and uh, festivities. But, um... So it's just me, man, the Lone Ranger, riding solo. So I thought I would do something different this week, everybody, since uh, the uh, Hoop and Q were not here. I thought I would try a different format. So um, this week, since we're going to talk about this Cleveland debacle, um, I thought that we would just do good and the bad and the ugly and we would take it from the uh, voicemails that we got. We received a lot of voicemail, voicemails from all you guys out there talking about uh, your take on the whole, the Falcons, the, uh, the Cleveland game, and Mike Smith. So I thought that what I would do is I would give my good, bad, and the ugly I would uh, play the uh, voicemails, and I also did a uh, quick uh, fan reaction after the after the game with uh, Rama, who you guys may or may have not heard on the show before. She's a previous guest, and a good friend Cindy, and uh, they were here, so we decided to do a um, immediate reaction. So I'll probably play that. So uh, sit back, you know, and sit tight, and we're gonna go through this and hopefully it'll be a good show and then next week we'll have uh, the boys back we'll see what you know what we can talk about with the uh, next game we have coming in which would be against the Arizona Cardinals so uh, hopefully you know something good would come out of that so alright guys I'm just going to start off with uh, with the good and bad and ugly so let me just start with the good. I mean, what little bit of good we do have. But there's a little good, believe it or not. And my good is we're 
actually still number one in the NFC. You kidding me? If you want to believe that shit. Bullshit, motherfucker! You know, <laughs> uh, the Saints lost Sunday night, so uh, we're actually ahead of them, and we're number one. Huh? I, hey, I can't even make this stuff up, man. This is like one of the worst seasons ever for the NFC. I mean, it's like, who can suck the worst? I mean, we don't even, nobody wants it. So, uh, yeah, so our record is actually tied with the, uh, win loss record is tied with the, with the Saints and the Panthers and Tampa Bay. You know, they're stinking it up as well. So, uh, I guess that's kind of a good, you know, kind of a glass half full scenario. So, uh, that's pretty much all I have for anything good on this show. Now, for my bad. My bad, man, is the whole coaching staff and the whole team. I'll just say the whole team and coaching staff as a whole. I mean, it seems like everyone was confused out there. Dazed and confused. Like uh, they said in the AJC, Orlando uh, Ledbetter had a good article about it. He called it Dazed and Confused. It seems like our entire coaching staff didn't know what was going on. And they were just in a daze. The players were totally confused. And you can definitely see that with everybody. And, um, you know, it was, it was just an unsettling thing to see. But mostly it fell on the coaches. I mean, the players, they really, they had they showed some hustle. And, you know, some good plays were being made. The defense kind of, you know, hung in there. Outside of those awful missed tackles that they had, but as a, as a whole, you know, it was what we come to expect from the Falcons, you know. But so I'm not for this week. I'm not going to really, you know, hone in that much on individual players. You know, I mean, sometimes I, you know, y'all know I I never let up off Corey Beerman, and uh, you know we we come down hard on. Uh, Steven Jackson, but Steven Jackson, you know, he does what Steven Jackson does, and we've come to expect that. Roddy White, you know, Roddy had a pretty decent game. Julio, you know, Julio, well, on Julio's defense, he was sick, you know, so he's trying to get back healthy, so. I mean, you know, as a whole, the team, you know, even though they lost and made some bad mistakes, I'm not going to really, I'm just going to give them a bad for that as a team. Now, this brings me to my ugly. Now, on this show, I'm going to focus in on a certain person on this, <laughs> on this, my ugly, this, on this show. You know, we're going to have to talk about Mike Smith here. And uh, let me see. What's a good place to get? Let me walk over here. Maybe I, I need to go into the mind of Mike Smith and, you know, and uh, see. Maybe I can get a better understanding of this man. So, well, let me walk in here and uh oh okay there it is there's a little door maybe i can go in let me open that all right whoa it's kind of wet and damp in here and a little foggy or is that smoke yeah and it kind of reeks of ass and desperation in here some cobwebs but um all right i'm inside the mind of mike smith right now so I just do not understand what's going on. Now, for my ugly, okay, I'm gonna, for my ugly, of course, it's Mike Smith. 
you know, Mike has been with the Falcons now for about five years, and he's made us a winning team for the majority of that time. He's brought us from the the all the Vic scandal, from the Bobby Petrino issues. I mean, we were just, you know, a bad, bad situation here in Atlanta. And he came in and he kind of, you know, implemented his plan and it pretty much brought us back on the map. On the map. And I think everybody out there can agree that, you know, we, re- we really needed that boost. He really brought a lot to the team and to the city. And I can say that everyone pretty much, you know, loves Smitty, what he's done. We almost got there. We've been to the playoffs twice. Just can't get over that hump. But our past two losses that we've had, they're unexcusable. And it mostly because of time management, man. It's coming back on time management. And that's what a coach is supposed to do. I mean, he may not be able to see everything, but he should be able to manage the time and to put us in a winning situation. And we all know that that didn't happen. Not at all. I mean, you know, we can't blame anybody else about this game. We can say we could have... Devin Hester could have did, you know, stayed in bounds or made a better catch. Steven Jackson could have ran it, you know, got those additional yards we need to get the, the, the extra, you know, get past the third down. But, you know, even when your team has been playing like that, you got to be able to manage this clock. And you cannot do this twice. Do it once on a national stage in London and then come back here two more games in and a game you were supposed to damn win and do it again, lose this game because you didn't know what to do and you freaked out and called a BS timeout. I mean, what is that, man? Uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, don't get me wrong now, you know. That gives me, I don't feel good about talking about Mike like this because I like the guy, he's very likable. I don't know him personally, but he's very likable, you know, and he has a great attitude and he seems like a good person. But, I mean, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for so long. You know, well, we just had a bad thing last year. We got rid of some key guys that we shouldn't have. But they're going to turn this thing around. But, can't defend you anymore, Mike. You got to go. You, you know, those are bonehead mistakes. You can't do a back-to-back bonehead decision-making. You got to get it together, baby. But, you know. I mean, okay, some of you might be saying, you know, yeah, he had a bad game. But he's constantly having bad games from here on out. I mean, so that that excuse, I think he put the nail in the coffin for himself uh, pretty much in that game with that bad call that he made. I mean, at the end of the day, it always it falls down on the coach, especially if you call in timeouts and clock management. I mean, what he's done, you know, twice in one month is ridiculous. But you can't blame anybody anymore. You can't blame the players. You can't blame, you know, anything. You ha- the, Apparently, you have to look in the mirror and say that, uh, you know, I've blown two winnable games that we could have, two games we were supposed to win. And because of bad decision-making from the coaching staff, you know, we lost those games. So, and they were important games. So I don't want to say it, y'all, but uh, Mike Smith, he's got to go. That's my ugly, my ugly little rant. You know, I'm switching gears to Mike Smith. I still like the guy, but it's time for Mike to go. Finish out the year. Give him his severance package. Mike, you gotta go. 
So, uh, after my good, that was my good and bad and ugly. I'll play the voicemails that we got, and you can hear everyone else's good, bad, and ugly. And I'll also play the immediate fan reaction that I had with uh, Rama and Cindy. So check those out. I'm going to play those now for you. Man, this is your boy who calling in with my good, bad, and ugly. Well, the good, I'll start that off. We're still in first place. Go ahead and cue the Gap Band music from last week. Okay, now that's done. We're still first place because the division's so bad. Four and seven, things lost again, so we still got the tiebreaker. So one more week, we're still in first place. Also, one of the good one of the good points was the defensive secondary had another game with uh, multiple interceptions, uh, three picks off Brian Hoyer this time. The bad losing at home in the fourth quarter. This is a no-can-do. I mean, especially since, you know, we're talking about playoffs at this point. Playoffs? got to take care of your backyard. Also, we still haven't beat anybody outside of the terrible NFC South, if you can believe that. I mean, like I said, division's so bad, you know, I guess that kind of speaks for itself. The ugly, the decision-making of Mike Smith. Calling timeouts in the fourth quarter, you know, as you're driving, leaving time on the clock. Not a good thing. What are you thinking, Mike Smith? Are you trying to write your own ticket out of here? I don't know. Also, Julio Jones, where are you, man? You're, this is the year you got to prove yourself as the number one, staying healthy, putting up the big numbers. Seems like you're just taking a step back, you know, and I've been in your corner all season. Julio, step it up, man. That concludes everything, man. So I'll holler at your boys next week. Happy Turkey Day. Peace. Yo, this is Phil and Sexy in the APL. All in for the What's Up Falcons show. Sorry to make the show this week, but I'm going to give you my good, bad, and ugly. You know, my good is going to be, you know, Roddy White, you know, doing his thing on Sunday. You know, uh, as always, you know, balling out. Uh, of course, my, uh, my bad is going to be the law. You know, of course, we should have won that game, but, you know, Mismanagement of the time, uh, of those, uh, those last few minutes of the game, uh, kind of gave the game away for us. So, that's going to always be bad. I mean, that's not the first time we did it this, uh, this year. So, you know, that, that, that's a bad, bad call on us on the last seconds of the game. Uh, my ugly going to be Mike Smith making that decision to call that time out at the end of the game when we should have been running the clock down. Um, it's just been, you know, the, the same story, you know, all season long with this, with this coach. So, come on, Falcons, rise up. Peace. Hey, this is Becky, and I've got my good, bad, and ugly from um, Sunday's game. So, first of all, my good. Uh, I actually thought it was a pretty good game. I was completely enjoying it. And um, until that bullshit timeout. And my other good is I really did like the cheerleaders camouflage outfit. Oh, shoot. Super cool. My bad for Sunday's game was hands down that bullshit timeout. No doubt about it. And my ugly for the game was um, had to be 
Mike Smith not having an acceptable explanation for calling that bullshit timeout. And I'm, I'm actually going to add another category to the good, bad, and ugly. And um, my, my new category is the amazing. And the amazing is that the Falcons are number one in their division after all of this. I, I don't even know how that works. But at any rate, I'm dubbing it the year of the pig pull. You don't get it? Look it up. Go Falcons. Oh, did I do that? Hey, what's up, Falcons? This is Bradford Rogers from the MultimediaNinja.com. And my observation, although I'm sure I'm not the only one observing it, I'm going to observe anyway. Uh, Smitty's time management the other day has sealed his fate, unless I'm badly mistaken. Keep up the good work. Okay, so the question is, Mike Smith, should he stay? Should he go? Um, fuck yeah, get out. Leave. Bye. Oh, you know, he's a nice guy now. Don't get me wrong. He's a stand-up coach. Everybody loves him or whatever, whatever. But you know what? He has just fucked up so many times. Like, we gave him so many chances. Like, oh, I don't know, like last season. The whole freaking season, right? Well, yep. This season is done. We're, and I can't even believe we're in first place. What the hell? It's a sad, sad day for our division. But, yes, he needs to go. Deuces. Hey there, what's up, Falcons? Hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for everything you're doing with the show. This is Rama calling, or should I call myself Rama the Lover, because Joe the Hater needs a little bit of a counterbalance. Um, I'm all about love when it comes to the Falcons. Uh, despite our abysmal season, I still love my Falcons, and I love the fact that after moving to Atlanta um, 20 years ago, these guys gave me a home team to root for. Now, <laughs> was it the best home team? No, but at least I had a home team coming from Richmond, Virginia and coming from a, an art uh, university. I didn't really have a, as a fan of football, I didn't have a team to root for. And I'm glad that the Falcons have given me that. And I want to... Uh, give you guys my personal take on the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm calling the ugly this week the absolutely ugly. Um, starting with the good, though, uh, I do believe that it's an interesting thing and, and a good thing that we're experiencing this uh, winning by losing aspect of the season. I don't think it makes anyone feel all that great, particularly the players. But I feel that it is interesting to be a part of such a phenomenon uh, to where a losing team, you know, with this, particularly with a 4-7 and seven record, can actually be the leaders in their division um, after, you know, 11 games into the season. Like, you know, you're pretty far into the season. It's not like they started out well and then had a backslide. So uh, winning by losing, addition by subtraction, whatever it is, I'm happy that we're still number one in the division and still in a position to actually turn things around. Uh, as I mentioned last week, I was looking forward to seeing what they were doing with turning things around, which they haven't quite, quite done it the way that I was picturing it. However, we are still number one, so I'm looking forward to holding that position 
going into our game this week. Um, another aspect of good that I want to point out is that I do think it was good that we played a tight game. We weren't in our usual finesse style to where we were in control of the game at all times, but we actually looked like we were trying. And I do think that that is <laughs> very much a positive thing. We played in a, in a scrappy style, but you know, and there's always room for improvement, which that brings me to the bad, which I think the bad part about this game, I mean, there's obviously always room for improvement with this team. I saw a ton of drop passes. I saw Matt Ryan throwing a bunch of times into double coverage, which, you know, looks pretty impossible from my perspective for the receivers to get a good um, angle on the ball to even catch it. I feel like there were a lot of missed opportunities on defense. Um, a lot of times our, our defensive players looked like they were sort of like in Bugs Bunny action, like the legs were moving, but they weren't getting towards their tackles. They weren't finishing their tackles. And they definitely weren't closing in on the quarterback with the type of speed that they should have been. Now, the ugly, which I'm calling the absolutely ugly, was occurred in the last 55 seconds of the game. The horrific clock management at the very end, um, when it mattered the most, uh, to call a timeout to, I guess, set yourself up for, you know, this the best third and two play call you can imagine, which honestly everyone knew it should have just been a run up the gut up the middle and get what you can, burn some time off the clock, force them to take a timeout. To me, when it mattered the most, um, that was the absolute worst, ugliest offensive play call of the season that I've seen. Um, even, you know, the fans knew what needed to happen. That just needed to be a very predictable play. It didn't need to be what they were trying to make it into uh, because we haven't proven throughout the season at all that we can catch the, the kind of pass, you know, that was actually called at that time. And I don't, I'm not sure, you know, if Matt Ryan has any control over changing the play at the line or not. But honestly, if that had been put in my hands, I would have said, uh, okay, Steven Jackson, here you go. Uh, throw your six foot three body forward and, and get us two yards, you know? Um, anyway, so that, that's all I have to say. Uh, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen this week. I'm sure it's going to be very interesting and entertaining as it has been the past couple of weeks. And, uh, my special message to Joe the hater is, Joe, I love you, man. Peace. Yo. What's up, man? This is Mark, and I just want to give a quick message about the Falcons. I just want to say I think it's time Smitty is let go, especially after watching the Cleveland game. It was clear that despite all his efforts, he must go. It's embarrassing that that's how we lose a game. That's not how what Falcon football should be. We need some new leadership. Anyway, that's just my two cents, and I will... I'll let you later. That's a good show you all got. Peace. Hello, Falcon Faithful. I know you guys are pouting and crying and pouting, but let me tell you something. Joe Hader says that's the way y'all play. Y'all got You guys might not ever get a win, man, for the next three weeks, because now y'all got to deal with Arizona, Green Bay, and Pittsburgh. So y'all's next victory might be from a month from now. <laughs> Yo, that's how y'all roll. Falcons, 
known as the Dirty Pig. Thank you, come again. <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast. This is a immediate after the game podcast because we have to talk about it. I'm joined with the one and only, you guys know of uh, Rama. Rama's been here once before and we have her back. How are you doing, Rama? I'm doing great. What's up, Falcons? <laughs> and may I repeat, what's what's up, Falcons? <laughs> and we're joined by Cindy. What's happening, Cindy? Cindy's going to tell us what she thinks about this whole mess. Time out for what? <laughs> I think that sums it up, everyone. All right, ladies. We all watched the game today. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. They, yeah, it was crazy. We thought, you know... Typical Falcons game. We st- we come out strong, but we're not you know totally happy or convinced what's going to happen until after the had after the halftime. And then once the halftime comes over, game starts over again. The real game starts. The Falcons start to fall apart, and they become so they get so close and disappoint us. And this is another example of that. So. What are your thoughts on what you guys saw today? Wow. (laughs) You know, I thought after watching, I thought, gosh, maybe they're an evenly matched team, but are they an evenly matched bad team? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I feel like we we started the game four and six. They were six and four. I kind of feel like you can meet in the middle and be both be kind of average 50-50 type teams. But today we showed that our planning and preparation, especially for a home game, mm-hmm. was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like it was, you know, anyone's game to be had. Right. It was it was well, I mean it actually was anyone's game to be had because I'm no one that. took control no of the game. No one took control of this game. <laughs> I mean, they had control because we didn't take control and we had you know, we had the advantage of our fans being there. And actually they didn't really show up. I mean, they did show up right. until the end and I right. I'll, I'll give them that because they were trying to help yeah. us at the very end of the game, but we were in our house. Our house, the game plan should have been set. It, everybody knows the field. Everybody knows the routes. Everybody right. knows the exact position they should be in. And they weren't acting like that. They were acting like the bad news bearers, like they've been doing all season. <laughs> yeah, we were in our house, and somebody left the back door open, and the windows open, and even yeah. the front door. I, I don't think <laughs> anything, anything was closed. Well, I mean, okay, that's normal, but this game... We were very close with this. The players played their hearts out. The defense was atrocious. The, our defense was, like, disgusting. And they really were a major reason why we lost this game. But they kept us in it, you know. It wasn't like a blowout. It was within a, a few, uh, you know, a, 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 a score. But... It came down to bad time management. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the last, like, 50 seconds of the game is right. what lost the game for us. And that's really unfortunate. 46 right. seconds. 46 seconds. 46. <laughs> Thank 46. you. But um, we, 
I mean, they play that hard. Everyone's trying. It's like, you know, we're a four and six team and we're trying. We're keeping ourselves in the game. Mm-hmm. And I am proud of them for that part. Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said about that. But but why do we always have to keep ourselves in the game? You know, it's we're just... Right, because we're never at the advantage. But that's fine. So that's not our role this season. But, like, who is calling a timeout? You know, at the, I mean, that was just such a. Timeout? Yeah, thank you. It was a misplaced timeout. And why did we do that? I mean, what was the reason? I want to hear the specific reason why that was called. Exactly. And that's to address what's really going to be addressed this entire week. Who made these calls? It came down to coaching. This is not looking good for Mike Smith. No, this is the NF freaking L. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, if you, you know... It's not for losers, NFL. Well, I mean, (laughs) not for losers, that's right. (laughs) It's not, but... But, I mean, but it is and it isn't, I guess. But but for us, though, like, why do you even make that call? You're at somewhat of an advantage. Yeah. But the thing you have to look at is they have three timeouts. So you're trying to make them use those timeouts. Exactly. You know, at that point of the game. And so what? And two. We just needed two yards. Right. It's like you said, Rama. I mean, Stephen Jackson could have been handed the ball potentially, and run and he had a great game. Yeah, he, he did. Was, as he, far as exactly. what he needed to do that game, he did have he a great good. game. Those yards, those those short yards that we needed to get those downs, Stephen was pretty much doing it. And he yes. hammered it in. He hammered it in exactly every time. So it's like the coaches are like confused on what they're what what's going on. We're sitting at a bar watching a game, and we're all saying, what's going on? Why are you calling a timeout? We can see what's happening, but apparently, if the coaching staff is not seeing this and making bonehead calls like that, there's an issue. There is. And, and I, I felt like there's been since, like, probably year year three of, of Mike Smith coaching. I mean, we... As a team reached our apex, I think like in the it was the fourth or fifth year or fourth mm-hmm. year that he was coaching. Yeah. But we were lucky because we had awesome coordinators and yes. you know, awesome like assistant coaches. Right. And that hasn't been the case like the past couple of years. And right. I mean you start to see like what the downfall of not, you know, having that kind of crew, you know, not the players, but just this is support staff. Right. So I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean I feel like if they fire Mike Smith it's gonna have to be a and, and Dimitrioff it would have to be a complete retool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that's that's a given. But I mean well let's talk about who it would be if they brought in another coach. I think that's something interesting to ponder. Well no I've I've heard people talking about San Francisco coach is they're not I mean there's some issues going there that he may be looking Harbaugh might be better suited for Atlanta because we're right. not bad boys like necessarily right. you know I right. think this might be a, a coachable team like for yeah him. for him I mean they, they won a Super Bowl he's a Super Bowl winning coach well isn't I thought he was a Super Bowl winning coach uh, no. no no he's no. not yeah. but he got they came very there. close yeah they came very close yeah. yes yeah I'd rather him than Rex Ryan. What do you oh, guys think about God, that? no Rex Ryan. <laughs> what do you think, Cindy? 
don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Rex Ryan, we don't need any controversial, like, bullshit. I'll tell you the thing about, like, you know, San Francisco is the players are the ones that made that controversial. Harbaugh yeah, never did. That's true. <laughs> you know, I think he's clean cut. He's a good guy. And he'd probably slot right in and maybe be a better leader yeah. and motivator because we talked about motivation. Like, right. I think these guys need to be led. They need to have some motivation and like, you know, the, the somebody to build their confidence yeah. so that they know they can do it. Yeah. yeah just, there's a lot to be said about about building the confidence, maintaining the confidence. It's, it's yeah. just been shot. I feel like it's, you know, the chemistry is just screwed up. It is. It's it's not the, they're not, it's the not, they're jiving sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if you've got chemistry, that stuff needs to be consistent. It does. And we that's our biggest issue this year. There's no consistency that's going on. We That's why all the fans are like, we don't know what Falcons we're gonna, are going to show up each game. And that's not, you know, that's not a good winning recipe when you are like, I don't know, if, you know, what team is coming. This is from your home base. So you can't make it to a Super Bowl with a team like that. No, and I mean, also, head. just yeah. make it to the playoffs. And playoffs? I mean, just give us a viable chance to get in the playoffs. And it's kind of right. like they've been stressing us out, you know, the past two seasons yeah. with that. And honestly, I mean, it started at the end of last season. At some luck, I mean, the sorry, three seasons ago, luck went our way. Mm-hmm. In the uh, 2012 season, yeah. we, obviously we were 13 and three, right. you know, but I mean, we eked out like the first playoff win. We did. And then we totally, the, you know, the NFC championship was ours to lose <laughs> and we did lose it. Glory <laughs> days. <laughs> but if, if those are our glory days that we, you know, sufficiently just kind of lost the NFC championship when we had like a three touchdown lead. Oh, God. The problem started then, yeah. you know? So I think people need to go all the way back and figure out what was happening well, then. Well, a lot of people, so. uh, well, a lot of critics would say that it's always been there, but now all that is it's exposed now. You know, we let go of a lot of key players, so our weaknesses are exposed, and all the different teams and coaching stats are taking advantage of that. Well, absolutely, because I've told you about this many mm-hmm. times. It's like we let the center go. Yeah. You know, he retired, and it's like um, if no one realizes that that's one of the most important people on the offense. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. you got to be crazy. Mm-hmm. I think he did a lot. I mean, I think he was a key player in that entire season. Right. And there were other people that were too, and they were let go in right. favor of rookies or whatever that were coming on. And yeah. they're bad personnel decisions. So, you know. Well, what do you guys think about our next game against the court, the Cardinals? Where, well, Abraham's not, he's injured. But they have a nine and one, right? Yeah. I actually think we're going to win that game. You think we're going to win it, Ron? I think we're going to win because we're so silly. Like, we'll not win the games we're supposed to win. You're right. We are silly. We are silly. (laughs) And for some reason, we're going to win that game handily. I'm just putting it out there right now. What's your prediction, uh, Cindy? I'm with Rama. I mean, I think we probably will. It could be a blowout, and it's one of these... Where you walk into a Falcons game with a question mark over your head because mm-hmm. you just don't know 
what's gonna happen? happen. Yeah. But there's always, I guess there's that shadow of doubt that it's kind of, because you don't know what's gonna happen, it's, you don't know what's gonna happen in the bad way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the worst way. It's part. the worst way. <laughs> yeah, the bad way is the worst way. But what's crazy, well, my prediction is the Cardinals. <sighs> don't say it, don't say it. I predicted a victory for this game. My gut is saying that. Okay, I, I predict that we're gonna we're gonna lose. Okay. Against the Cardinals, I don't want it, but we will. Now, can I remind you about something? Yes. Peyton Manning comes into our house and we pick him five times. Right. So for whatever reason, when like the best team of the NFL is supposed to come in, we do a good job. I have no idea why, but we do. Maybe I mean I couldn't believe it because I went to that game right. torn. I, I, obviously, Falcons. I wanted them to win, but I'm such a huge Peyton Manning fan. I was like, wow, I can't wait to see him play. They right. picked him five times. I was yeah. like, this is really surprising. <laughs> yeah, you can you can feel that energy when they are on, and it it's awesome. Yeah, you know you can you can feel when they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna win. Yeah, it, it comes back right. to consistency. With this, it's you get the feeling. Oh my gosh, they're yeah. kicking butt right now. And yeah. Then, oh my gosh, they're sucking. <laughs> well, we just we're gonna can't, blow this game. I don't think like <laughs> we can't wish a good defense on them right now. Yeah. And also, I mean, we can't wish a good offense on them. I mean, the offense was good. If the offense was putting up 35 points a game, exactly. would we even have to worry? Yes, I mean, exactly. So, you know, if you have a terrible defense and you know it, then freaking work the offense. offense. There's right. so many weapons. To yeah. me, that would be easier yes. for us. Yes. Because I feel like we're an offensively driven team anyway. We are. We so, are. like... And I think the O-line's holding better. And yes. They are, and we've always been able to put up points. And right. this is this game's a nice example because we weren't blown out the other way, at least. Right. But yeah. Like... Blown out the other end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't blow it out the no, other end. No, we sure didn't blow it out the other end. <laughs> well, all right. I mean, yeah. That's... Uh, well, you know... It's this, frustrating as a fan, but... It know. is. It's very frustrating, but... We're still temporarily right number one. We are. As of right now, as of this podcast. Right, we're going to timestamp this. We are number one still. Uh, tomorrow night, the uh, the Saints will play... Um, who, you know who they're playing? No, I don't know who they're playing, actually. Um, because the Falcons being so sucky don't make me pay attention to football as much as I want to. <laughs> and I can I tell you, the Saints fans don't even know who they're playing. They don't even exactly. care, yeah, either. Yeah, we think we're having bad. They're... Baltimore Ravens. Or we're playing, they're playing the Ravens, so <laughs> okay. that could be anybody's at game. At Ravens or at it's at the Saints. Uh, New Orleans. Yeah, oh, New Orleans. Wow. Okay. Well. So we have to Ravens watch that game closely. But it's four and six. Oh. So kind of the same situation. Yeah. Well, the Ravens Ravens. played the Super Bowl in the the Superdome, and they did okay. (laughs) So we'll see. Well, we'll see what happens with that, but um, you know, I don't know. It's it's like what we all said. It's not about wishing for everyone else to lose. Right. It's about us winning games properly. Exactly. (laughs) Taking a game at a time, and we didn't take this game apparently at a time. 
But uh, hey, you know, we're still in it. We're still number yeah, one until on. tomorrow. So, until you know, tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully past tomorrow. So, yeah, exactly. You, if 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 past tomorrow we're number one, that doesn't mean we're better, but we're still in it. You might get a phone call on the hotline. All right. <laughs> yes. I want you ladies to call in and uh, keep calling in. And we're, we got to support this team. Oh, yeah. We I'm, do. I mean, we're... We're, we're the diehards. Here. We're yeah. here no matter what they do. And we're not yeah, exactly. Our head. No, we're not going to wear a paper bag. Think, who's no. going to cover up this face? No. We're not wearing no, a paper bag. Of course not. Hell no. Hell no. We love we're our proud. Falcons. We do. We love our Falcons. We'll talk about them all day long because They're we family. get. We yeah, we're a family. It, like everyone's family. On the holidays, you just get drunk. Have a bitch session. (laughs) And then you bring out all that shit. (laughs) That's what we're doing every Sunday. (laughs) Well, ladies, thank you so much for doing this little quick after the game podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Carnus. And I'm going to have you guys on a full episode. So we got to work it out. But I want both of you guys on a full episode. Well, we appreciate you guys. It's so entertaining (laughs) to listen to you. I try to make it entertaining, so I think it's a cool thing. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Rama. Cheers. Happy Thanksgiving. Holla. Peace. Stand up for what? Stand up for what? All right. It's been real as usual. Thanks for listening to the show. Remember, if you want to give a shout-out, give us your good and bad and ugly, give us a call here at 770 Two six eight zero five five five. That's seven seven zero two six eight zero five five five. And give us your good and bad and ugly, and we will put it on the show. All right. Till next time, guys. Have a good vacation. Peace. <laughs>